Welcome to We Are AG, the podcast for age groupers with hosts Adam and Greg. And Bob, sorry. What? Uh, <laughs> we're really good with the stutter starting. We're really terrible at our starts. <laughs> well, welcome to my podcast. This is Adam. That's Adam. It's his podcast. My podcast. Um, Not We Are AG. He is A-D-A-M. Um, Do you work I, out in the morning? Because then that would make you ADAM. Oh, unless uh, you have attention uh, deficit in the morning, that would also make you ADAM. That's true. Welcome back. Um, I'm going to just ignore those things Greg was just saying um, and welcome you all back to another podcast of We Are AG, the podcast for age group endurance athletes, triathletes, yep. Yep. runners. Um, if you're listening and you're a pro, go find another podcast to listen to because we're not talking to you. Unless you enjoy the comedy stylings of uh, age groupers, you know, rambling. Or, you know what? If you are a pro, but you are falling behind and you're about to become an age grouper again and you want to remember what it's like, then you can listen. You can listen, but don't <laughs> do that. Don't be a pro and then age group just because you feel like it and then go back to pro. Get your Keep your pro card active. Yeah. So uh, I, we, we talked a little bit about uh, a couple different things in the last few podcasts. We talked about nutrition. Mm-hmm. We've talked about mid-season blunders and all yep. that kind of stuff. Um, I think that... Uh, it's been a little bit since we've caught up just on where we're at and training and yeah. life kind of stuff. So let's start out talking about where I'm at in my training. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will be the first to say that the last couple weeks have been rough in terms yeah. of my training, not exactly the training I've wanted. Um, and, uh, and, and so let's talk just a little bit about that and where I'm at sure. and where I'm trying to get to. I'm in the same boat for a different reason. But I don't go really ahead, care yeah. about you though. Um, you say that <laughs> you protest so much. Yeah. So I just as a recap for those of you who are tuning in for the first time, uh, I'm running the Chicago Marathon in October of this year. It'll be my 17th standalone marathon, something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I am trying to run it in under three hours, which is a very aggressive goal. It's very aggressive. I've never done it before. The closest I've gotten was three hours, 34 minutes. And for reference, um, I know a lot of us around here judge our pace by minutes per mile. So a three-hour marathon is right around six minutes and 52 seconds per mile on Mm. average for 26.2 miles. My goal is to do it in six minutes, 45 seconds to give myself a little bit of a buffer just in case I have to, you know, hit the porta-potties or whatever. You know, like time will catch up to you pretty quick if Mm -hmm. you just shoot for exactly that time. So... um, 650 or 645 per mile if you were to average that for the whole race would put you at like 254 256 something around there so mm-hmm. a couple of minutes to spare but not a ton and as someone without much of a marathon background is it common to think in those terms in terms of a minute a uh, 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 five to six minutes under what your goal is or is it more common to think in terms of the fractions of that mile pace how, how do how do runner runners think I don't know I'm, uh, as you know, most of, um, my training has been just on my own. Yeah. I haven't done a lot of training groups. I've never really had a running coach or anything like that. Mm -hmm. So I can only speak to what I've done in the past, which has usually been that kind of pace. Mm -hmm. Um, especially now with our fancy sport watches that judge our pace and every step along the way and all that fun stuff. Um, and so when we look at my progress there, like a couple months ago, we looked and I was calling a minute per mile off of my target pace. So mm-hmm. I was in the high sevens for my kind of long run. I had a 16 mile run and I want to say I averaged, if I remember right, like 751 or something like that yep. for my 16 mile run. So, and that was, sorry, so that was June-ish? Early uh, June? Late June? I think it was June. I'd have to okay. look back. Uh, we had a podcast where I talked about yep. it. Um, and it was a podcast we talked about key performance indicator kind of things, which oftentimes means just judging how you're doing in, in a bit very simple term, like, you know, looking at some metrics and saying, am I on track? Am I not on track? Am I in the middle somewhere? Um, so looking from where I was then to where I'm now, I feel like I have improved a little bit, but not necessarily how much I would like to have improved. 
So I had a run today. What were you, sorry, so mm-hmm. you're saying I you feel like you've improved. What's that based on? Is that an average number? Or yeah, just you... in general. I mean, I've now done an 18-mile run. I've uh, been doing a little bit of speed work. Um, and I guess before I get to my run today, which we'll look at my run today as another kind of key metric as to where I'm at mm-hmm. and how much time I have left and all that stuff. So we could judge how realistic my goal is at this point. Um, I will say, so two or three weeks ago, I had a cold. Um, it wasn't a dramatic cold. It was about a week full cycle. Um, I was still able to work out for the most part during it, but I definitely had some missed workouts and some less than quality workouts. Um, I did miss one 18 mile run, I believe on one of those weekends for that reason or for another. Um, so at this point I'm supposed to have done two 18 milers. I've just done one. Mm-hmm. Next week I'm supposed to do my first 20 miler. Like so, that's kind of where I'm at in my training. But so I had like a little bit of a hiccup with the the colds, but it wasn't terrible. And then I kind of got back into it for a week, and I was I did pretty good. And then last week, um, it was rough mm-hmm. for me. This last uh, seven days. So when you say rough, how so? Well, so I'll tell you. So last Saturday I did my 18 mile run. And as someone who's done three Ironman races, 16 standalone marathons, and a bunch of other like training in the process to get to there, this 18-mile run was one of the more challenging workouts I've done. And that's a big statement for someone who's done that much, <laughs> right? Like, it just is. So it was one of the more challenging workouts I've done. It was brutally hot here in Chicago. The humidity was out of control. Totally clear skies, no shade. I was running on the lake, so it was just brutal sun the whole way. Um, and I did, and actually ran into you on the path at yeah. some point and, yeah. um, you were in no kind of shape, man. Right. So I did a nine miles out and nine miles back. And sometimes we've talked a little bit about this. We do that to force ourselves to get to that distance, right? Not, well, but that's a mental game, right? That's that yep. part is the mental game. So yep. I did that. And looking back, I probably shouldn't have, I yep. should have turned around sooner and given myself that out, um, because it was just terrible out there. Everyone that I talked to was just, it was just they were dying out there. Yeah. We ran into, uh, so Megan ran into Mike Wong, who is um, oh, a right. yeah, yeah. former Chicagoan who, who lives in another state now. And he's done two sub three marathons and she ran into him. And like, apparently he was just dying out there. He was yeah. only eight miles into his run. And this is a very fast experienced runner. And like, when you see those people in that kind of great level of shape struggling, you know that it's a tough day out there for everybody. Yeah. I mean, I was on a bike and I was, when the time I saw you, I was like, this is, this is hellish. It is. It was terrible. And, and so I, you know, the pace was, I don't care about the pace on a run like that. The point was to get the endurance and it it got to a point like pretty early on where I was having to stop every mile and walk, Mm -hmm. get, get some shade, make sure I was taking the water and the the salt and all that. I think I actually did fairly well about doing it smart. Yeah. If I was going to do that whole distance. Um, but it was brutal. And so for the, the next day I was in no shape to work out again. Mm hmm. So, okay, take a day off. And then Monday came and I still was like, no, like I'm, I, I'm out of it. I I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Tuesday came and I got home from work. I was exhausted, like totally exhausted. And I'm like, you know, I was supposed to work out. I just didn't. Wednesday came. Got well, what was, what was just for my own coach's brain? What was the planned workout for Tuesday for the third day off Tuesday, of Tuesday? I was going to do a bike ride. Uh, okay. Inside on yeah. the trainer. Mm-hmm. Um, and usually it's supposed to be intervals, but I was even like, okay, well maybe I'll just get on the bike and do a little easier one just yep. to get the blood flowing again and all yeah, that. Yeah, Especially yeah. after a long workout, like an 18 miler, sometimes it's good to just get that blood flowing again. Yeah. Active recovery. Yeah. So I didn't do that. Wednesday came and I was either going to do that or do, um, another running workout to get that. And again, got home from work. Didn't feel like it. Just didn't do it. Yeah. So now that's, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. That's four well, when days. When are you getting home from work? Seven, six o'clock, seven so, o'clock? Yeah, and I got home a little late one time and I had been stuck in traffic for an hour and 20 yeah. minutes. So like, yeah. you know, it's like you start off with the best intentions, but then that stress gets to you and you get home and you're just like, I don't want to do anything anymore. I want <laughs> I want relief from this stress. Yeah, and even yeah. though you know deep down in your head that that workout would actually help your stress levels yeah getting on that bike or on that run is sometimes really challenging and so you know 
any any age group are listening to me, you've been there before. If you've done a lot of workouts, you've been there, the stress, the work, all that stuff gets to you and you're just like, nah, I'm not going to do it today. So that, that happened Tuesday, Wednesday. Thursday came and halfway through the day, I got a terrible headache. Mm-hmm. I got home from work. That headache was not going away. Mm-hmm. And I had it all the way through Friday afternoon. Mm. So now... It's been Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, yeah. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday yeah, yeah. with no workouts. Yeah. And so so then just to catch up to where we are today, today is Sunday now. Saturday, I got on my bike for a half hour mm-hmm. and I knew I needed to activate my muscles. I knew I had a, a run today that I wanted to be a fairly quality run. And so you don't want to just go a week without working out and then expect to just have a decent run. So I wanted to get the blood flowing. I wanted to activate the muscles and all that kind of stuff. So sa- Saturday I had a, a, a 30-minute bike, and I had some intensity in there. So I was, I was activating the muscles, and I was activating them fairly well. Sure. And then today I went out, and I was supposed to do a 12-mile run. I ended up doing a 10-mile run. Um, more for time reasons than anything. I got out the door a little late. We had our podcast, mm-hmm. and so I'm like, you know what? Instead of adding that stress, I'm just going to shave two miles off. 10 versus 12 for a day like today is fine. Yeah. Um, Did you get caught in the rain? No. I kind of got timed after it. the rain. Yeah. Nice. So then I, I so, so that that's kind of leading up to today. Yeah. And the other thing to be aware of is yesterday I did not do a good job of eating right and not drinking much. Mm. <laughs> so I kind of woke up today with a little bit of a hangover. <laughs> um, we went to a neighborhood street fest in Chicago, which is one of the fun things to do in the summer in it Chicago. Is. So, yeah. you know, balances, you know, I maybe had a, uh, an extra beer or two and had a headache this morning and I didn't eat great this morning either. So I didn't actually really eat almost anything before mm. the run. I had a goo 15 minutes before I left and then mm. that was it. So going into this run, not ideal, but it was like, it's, you know, I was not ideal. That is an understatement, dude. Yeah. That's a severe understatement. So now, now you said it earlier and you danced around it, but like in, you said something like in retrospect, I probably shouldn't have done that last Saturday, that long run in plus 71, 72 degree. Shorter. Yeah. Had I cut that shorter, there is a good chance I wouldn't have had a dead week. Right. There's a, there's a more than good chance. There's a, there, and, that and that's was when we talk cause, about mid-season. Yeah. That's why I said it to tie it into like mid-season blunders. Yeah. Like that's a good example. Like Perfect I needed to example, get 18 yeah. miles in. And you, but see that I put myself into a situation where I had to yeah. because I went nine out. What I could have done very easily is I could have gone four or five out and done a loop back, what, given myself the option to keep going. What made you say I need to hit this today? Was there something I missed? The 18 mile run I was supposed to do two weeks before and I felt like I needed a good long run. I didn't realize going into it how hot it would be. Yeah. I've done a lot of very hot runs before and mm-hmm. like you, you slow your pace, you get some shade and stuff and usually you can kind of yeah. work your way through it and it may be tough but you don't realize how tough it's going to be necessarily and this one was just measures more tougher than I expected it to you be. You should have realized it. Like you, uh, for yeah, someone no, who, you know, for someone who's done yes, that many marathons and, and Ironman, right. like you should have known, you should have known better. Yeah. And you're falling into that common trap of like, well, I've missed this. I've missed this. I have to get this in. I've missed that. Yep. I've missed Y, X, Z. I have to get this one in. And that's the, that's a recipe for overtraining and, and a risk for, uh, for injury or to your point, exactly what you just described. Like, yeah, man, I just can't. You just dug yourself a hole yeah. and you dug out, you get you get burned out because of yeah. one terrible workout yeah. and and even though we've got all this experience like it still happens right yeah, yeah. even though I'm like focused on this and I'm t- talking to you know this podcast about it and being yeah. very open about my goals it's still tough yeah and there's still going to be times you have to just kind of toughen up and and get through it so but you're picking the wrong times you're, yeah. you're picking the wrong times and you're picking the wrong amount of effort. I would say what you read, to, what you need to think about is, is this, you know, is this superhuman effort that I just made? Well, now, you know, of course it's easy to Monday morning quarterback, but the, the solution is not, well, I've missed five. I missed one long run. I missed four days. I have to get this one in. The solution is not to put yourself in that place where you're mm-hmm. having to run that in, but just to say, if I just get 20 minutes in today, that's a win. Like sure. my head hurts and work sucked and I got in a little argument with, you know, with my significant other and traffic was a dick 
And so if I, if I just get 20 minutes in, that's a win. So all that superhuman effort you put in, cause I saw you, you were just like, yeah, man, I just, I have no choice, but to, but to, uh, get this done. That thought about the 20 minute run is going to serve you in a more long-term manner than the, yeah. than the big And I right? can look at that and recognize that stuff. And so I'm, I'm just acknowledging also that yeah. you can know that and doing it is sometimes harder than, well, it's the trap of the self-coached athlete, right? Like, you know, you know what you know, and you kind of like the way you think, and then, you know, you show but I, up. But I could still recognize mistakes I've made and all that stuff. And Well, yeah, yeah. And, and at the end of the day, I could have done that better. I still, one of the big positives is I've avoided injury still, which is a very big positive. Because injury is. is way more disruptive than a couple extra days off. It just is, right? Yeah, it just so. Uh, I'm not in as great of a place as I'd like now because those last three weeks were just rough, right? Mm -hmm. I was getting some workouts in. Last week was tough, but I had an 18-miler. The two weeks before that, like I mentioned, like one week was okay, but the other week was a cold. So like, you know, it was just a little bit off in the last couple weeks. And so instead of that trajectory kind of going up and up and faster and faster and longer and longer, it's like you kind of stutter a little bit. And so now the goal is to recover from that as best you can, right? No, the goal is to adjust your thinking that this is a linear upward progression. No, I, I mean recover is in 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 the the grand scheme of that training season, right? Instead of getting all burnt out and upset about it, it's that idea of like getting back up on the horse, right? Yeah, but not in a long run sense. In a let me just get consistent. No, and I'm, I'm just talking back. about jumping back into where it right. was. Right, but I'm what I'm that's what I'm saying is like you're. I could hear in your voice. You're like, well, I got to get I got to get back at it, and and. And I think that you were running the risk of that. You don't don't think of it in terms of I got to get back to this line. Just that's not what I'm saying. All right, what are you saying? I'm saying get back into training. Yes, that's not saying any anything about volume or speed or anything like that. Just getting back into that consistency and getting those workouts in and getting quality workouts yeah. and working I, I, on the diet and all well, that stuff. Yeah, but that's three different things, and that yeah. takes a lot of mental energy. And I'm suggesting focus it down onto one thing, which is all, which is just consistency. Like you're talking about, like what's my volume, what's my intensity? I'm like, no, just get consistent. Just get consistent first. Then you're then you're fine. That's that. I, I know you're. I know you think I'm splitting hairs, but and I am. I'm splitting hairs. I'm all I'm saying is like you. I know you've you've told me right. You have an Excel sheet, and you're saying like I need to hit this number. I need to have these long runs. There's my speed work. Here's my resistance work which I know you kind of don't do or you like more. What, what? You like resistance training more than running or you've enjoyed it more lately, I feel like. I can't remember exactly how you said it. No, I do like having the resistance training in there. So, yeah. um, so I, my, and it's been, it's been impacted just like all the other workouts too. So, Right. So all I'm saying is if you could be doing some training every day, you're fine. That's all you need to think about right now. In fact, I would even suggest, and this is this is the hard this is the hardest pill, right? You got to adjust what your expectations are now. Well, sure, but that's why. Like, let's talk about my my run today and where I'm at and what time I have left. To you know, but part of it is always reassessing where you're at and what yeah. your goals are and what your likelihood of hitting those goals are and all that stuff. Well, did you think pace today? I, no matter, even if I do an easy run, I'm still thinking pace to some degree. So yeah, today I was going out for some pace, but I also, like I said, like I also am fairly good at monitoring my body and all that stuff during workouts. Um, so, so today I did a 10 mile run, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I felt, like I said, it wasn't the best diet day, a little hungover in the morning, but I got up, I recovered i drank water today i had the the goo before the the workout mm-hmm. um and during the workout i was fine with my nutrition um and but so you weren't fine heading into it and you weren't fine the night before the night before in the morning was not good no so you're good so you just so you're good on the run you feel like you're good at monitoring your body on the run yeah and why aren't you applying that same discipline prepping for the run because to me it's harder I, I am I'm much more easy to com- I'm much better at compartmentalizing a specific workout where you're on that workout. It's the only thing you have to do and there's no distractions and mm-hmm. this is it. You are doing this run now. Okay. 
compared to being at home and there's eight other chores I'm trying to do all at the same time and I've got to do this and I got to do this and oh, I got to get off of this run before this podcast and there's just so much more going on mm-hmm. that it's for me a lot more challenging to pay as much attention to that stuff. Yeah. Well, maybe and there is a mental side of it. If I know I ate like crap the night before, I'm less likely to be like, yeah, let me have a nice big breakfast because part of me is like I overate yesterday. <laughs> like there's that mental part of it that's like I need to cut back then today. I, I think you might want to consider how you're compartmentalizing. Sure. You know, so what what how you know, if you're compartmentalizing how to how you feel on the run, what goes what should go into that compartment is what did I eat last night? But not thinking of it on the run like you in the moment of like should i have this extra beer what's it going to do to my run that's what i'm saying like you're like you're saying you're good at how you can manage yourself on the run and what i'm saying is you're gonna get more consistent by all of those other things you just talked about that you keep in a separate compartment that's that's what i'm saying no i i acknowledge that i'm just saying i'm not good at it i need to be better at it (laughs) so yeah so so you don't need to work on your run. You need to work on the stuff that goes around the run. That's going to help you get more consistent. That's what I'm saying. Sure. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. No, I know. That's a huge part of what I need to do. So, but that said, like, I'm not someone who just works at one thing. If I know I have problems, like, I will work at those problems, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That said, I'm not, just because I had a couple of bad weeks doesn't mean I'm giving up on my goal yet. Good. Right? Good. So... I let still me, have time. So let's talk about my run today. Okay? okay. And yes, I was going for pace and I was monitoring it and um and I just I part of me wanted to test it and say, where am I? Like I did this 18 mile run, but now I've had some rest. My body's recovered from that run. You know, the muscles have at least. Mm-hmm. I was able to activate the day before. So i it wasn't like I just did nothing before this. Mm-hmm. Um, I took the first two miles fairly easy um, for how I was feeling and all that stuff. And the mm-hmm. weather was actually fairly decent. There was some humidity, but the temperature has been actually temperature was pretty today, decent yeah. today when yeah. I was out there. So my first two miles, like I was doing like an eight and a half pace for the first one and like a low eight for the second one. Which for me in my pacing, that is a little slower than I typically get as I, once I'm warmed up. Mm-hmm. So warm up was a little slower, which is fine. And... Then those next eight miles, I did fairly quick where I was giving myself some, what's the best way to say it? I was pushing myself to, you know, kind of test that pace a little bit. Like, what can I do and how does this feel? Mm -hmm. And kind of monitoring it like, okay, this feels like this. Mm -hmm. Is this something I can keep up for a while? Is it not? Yeah. Like kind of playing with some of those different things. And so when you say playing with those different things, is something I come up with a while. Is this a lot of watch checking or are you just going by feel? I go by feel, but then I see what that actually looks like on my watch. So what I'm not doing is I'm not looking at my pace and saying, oh, there's a 730. I'm going to hold the 730. Mm -hmm. What I'm doing is I'm running by feel, but then I'm looking at the watch and saying, what, what does this feel like? This feels like this. What does that equate to? Mm. Does that make sense? What you're describing makes sense for somebody who's watching their pace on their watch. You're trying to sound like you're going by feel, but you're not going by feel. You're looking at your watch. But I'm not, you, I'm the, not the, the adjusting primer- my pace based on what my watch tells me. It's the other way around. I'm adjusting my pace based on how I feel, and then I'm looking at that metric to say, based on how I feel right now, what does that equate to as a pace? Just so I know. I am connecting the pace to it. There's no question about that. Yeah. But I am not... Like you're not running the other by, way but, is but, but my point hey, here. I'm running an false. eight minute mile. I'm trying to get it to 7:45. So let me push myself to 7:45 and hold that, and then keep an eye on my pace. Yeah, that's but not what I'm doing. True or false? You're running by pace. Like you're running by pace. Like just admit it. That's all I'm saying. But is like what do, you, what do you mean by that? I mean you are looking at your watch and you're deciding what this pace feels like. Here's how I feel. That's what this pace is. This pace feels like this. And what I'm saying is, if you ran on feel, you wouldn't look at your watch. You'd, you'd, you'd run, you'd see how you feel. Am I running fast? Am I running slow? Can I sustain this based purely on how you feel? I feel like I'm running fast. I feel like my, my exertion, my effort is at X, whatever it might be, one to 10, whatever number you want to use. And then afterwards looking at it and said, oh. Afterwards, you're not going to remember how you felt at mile six versus mile seven versus mile eight. <laughs> so each mile you're checking your pace. This is my point. You're running by pace and running by feel, especially for somebody who's inconsistent, is a much better metric. I think I, I, 
I you disagree, disagree with, with me. the way I know you're you saying it. You're trying to lump it all into this big category of running by pace, and I am arguing there's much more nuance to it than that. Either you're running by pace, or you're running by how you feel. Yes, I don't, it's either or. I don't agree with that. And you miss workouts, and then you try to make them up with big runs on the weekends. Right? True or false? No, I don't try to make them up. You just said that. You just said I, I got my, my long run. I had scheduled. But this was your long run. Yeah, but my long run is, you know, half of what it is typically. Like this is my this is my easier week. So this was a cutback week, but you still went on your long run. You cut it a couple miles for time. Well, yeah, but That's my long run, my long runs are eighteen to twenty miles right now. Yeah, this is half that. But okay. But your long runs shouldn't be 18 to 20 miles because that's what long runs should be. Your long runs should be based on what you have been putting in consistently for the last two to three to four to six to eight weeks. And that's what you just said was like, well, yeah, I was sick and then I had a shitty week and then I had another shitty week. So like to try to hit any number of any pace, that's what I'm saying is the high risk, low reward uh, equation. Much better for you to have said, this is, my, this is my opinion, it's just my opinion, much better for you to have said, I have an hour. I'm going to run for an hour. And whatever the pace is, I'm going to know my pace and I'm going to know my heart rate when I get back. I'm not going to check it as I go so that I know that this is 815 or this is that, whatever it might be. That's what I'm saying. And you, you, yeah, I mean, you have a right to disagree. But what I worry about is that you still have a number, a goal in your head for October. And if you aren't able to just get in your consistent workouts, you're not going to set yourself up for what the best is that you can do then that's that's what that's what i worry about for you so i guess i would argue that so you you make it seem as though running by pace is this bad thing and first of all i will absolutely argue that there is a difference between adjusting your pace based on your what your watch says and using that watch as just a point of information as you're running i absolutely will argue that those are two different things using your watch as a point of information while you're running. Correct. That's that's the sin I'm I'm pointing out. Using your watch as a point of information when you're done? Absolutely. You got to know. You're like, "Oh, well, I felt like that. I felt really I now I feel really drained at the end of my run, whatever it might be." What I'm saying is if you were my athlete and you came to me and you said what you just said, what I would say is you got to forget about pace right now. All you need is consistency. Consistency is the first building block. After you're getting consistent, then you can start talking about pace. You're thinking pace already because you feel like you should be there because of this point of the well, year. This is not it's not just because it's this point of the year. I have done quite a bit of training to get here. I've had a rocky couple weeks that in this last week it was especially tough with not doing much, but I have been fairly consistent up until this last week. So I don't think one week off means you have to reset everything and just go back to running and consistency. I think it's still fair to look at where you're at, try to look at where you're at in the season and what your goals are and say, hey, am I on track to hit these or not? Then I misunderstood the way you were saying it because the way I heard was your that long run on that hellish day took five days out of you. The week before that, you were got in some of the your workouts. The week before that was fine. The week before the week before that was when I had a cold. And then you had a cold, and then right before that, that there was something else that had happened, as I recall. As I no, that the week before that was fine. So it's been. I was in. I did pretty good training up until then because yeah. that's around the time I had my sixteen miler that was decent and mm-hmm. one of my better runs. And then so what happened is I had my sixteen miler, which was great. I had the next weekend was a twelve. The following weekend was supposed to be the 18, and that's when I was sick and didn't do it. How are, so? But I guess how 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 green are the boxes between Sundays? That's that's I guess what I misunderstood. Last week not great, but before uh, that, and then before not, that, not bad. I the week before a, that, I hit most of before, my There was a new job and some other new stuff that you hadn't gotten in enough workouts, and then yeah, my after new, that, my you new were job. Sick. I'm in month five now. God, it feels like yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. No, I've built up. I've done, I, I started with 10s and then 12 and then 14 yeah. and then 16. Yeah. I missed my first 18, but then I got an 18. And so it's not like I was terrible and I went out and did an 18 mile run. Yeah. I was arguably in perfect shape to go do an 18 mile run. It just happened to be a terrible hellish day for it. If it wasn't so hot, I probably would have had a great 18 mile run and it would have been tough, but fine. It's because it was so hot that it just drained everything out of me. Yeah, 
and I guess I guess to me that those are those are that week before that I hit almost all my workouts. I probably worked out five or six days that week. Out of seven. Yeah, but I I have a rest day built in. Yeah. Okay. Well, that that counts. I guess I just I guess I just worry that you're talking pace and you're talking distance when you admit on even on that on that big run you should have gone gone by feel. We are down the, in a rabbit hole, man. The big run <laughs> I didn't I was running almost ten minute miles for a lot of it, so I wasn't going by pace on the big run. Yes, but you did go by distance. Right, but so, I acknowledge that that was a mistake for that because. I did the nine miles out, nine miles back, which put me in a spot where I had to run nine miles back. I acknowledge that what I should have done is I should have turned back sooner. And when I got to the point where I'd hit, so I'm two miles from the lake. What I should have done is gone the two miles to the lake. Yeah. And instead of going another um, seven miles south. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nine, I, 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 I should have gone two or three miles south, looped back. And yeah. then decided if I was good to continue. Yeah, you, and then you, lock, back. you locked out the nuclear codes. There was no turning back. Correct. You had to. You that had to, that you was had my mistake it. on last week, right? Oh, I guess yeah. my nutrition was fine. Like everything was fine, except that forced me into a longer run than I probably should have done, just based on the conditions. I okay, all right. And if I had done a shorter run, I probably wouldn't have had as rough of a week, right? And I'm acknowledging that. All I'm saying is this one rough week yeah. was after an 18 miler. Yeah. So there was some recovery in there. And before that I was fairly decent in consistency, not as good as I'd like for some of the weeks. Like I had a cold and all that, mm-hmm. but it was not terrible. So it's not like I'm starting from zero here. It's no, not I'm like not, the I'm last not, not six weeks fa- I've been just like floundering. It's but have just, you ever, but have you ever really like, like maybe it's just, maybe I need to uh, decipher your uh, lingo a little bit better. When you say I had, I was fairly, <laughs> fairly decent. My consistency was fairly decent. I mean, if we're talking, you know, 85%, then yeah, that's fantastic. But if it's 50%, 60%, that's, I guess, is I'm, I'm misunderstanding what you mean by fairly decent. If someone told me, well, my consistency is fairly decent, I'm, I'm looking at a percentage. I'm like, are you, are you getting half your workouts in or are you getting 80 to 90%? Yeah, so of like day? last week, I didn't, right? Yeah. I just acknowledge yeah. that. The week before that, I, like I said, I did, I think, probably five workouts or five days of workouts that week. Okay. Out of seven days, I mean, right? if you're, and yeah, one day is you, a rest, uh, so I think I probably missed one day. If you're actually tracking it, and, it's, and if, if it's a planned rest day, that's not what I'm talking about. That counts as a training day. That you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's that's sure. compliance. If you're, if I, you, I miss maybe one or two workouts that whole week, right? And then the week before that was after, like when I had the cold and stuff, mm-hmm. and I didn't do nothing for that, but yep. I missed a couple workouts. I missed the 18 miler and maybe one or two other ones. And some of those workouts might have been a little easier because I was I had a cold and I didn't want to push it. Mm-hmm. So not as ideal as I would have liked. It wasn't that yeah. great consistency with good quality workouts. All right. That's when I say in the last three weeks it hasn't been great. It's been okay. This last week is the is the anomaly week to the big degree. So the two weeks before the last three weeks, or the three weeks prior to this week, the last build, like, was it consistent? Were you 80, 85 compliant? Yeah, and before that, like, I've been even more than that. I've been almost, you know, I've been 90-some percent compliant for a lot of the training. All right. So, like I said, like, I'm not starting from zero. Like, I, I wouldn't be able to go out and do my, the run I had today yeah. without getting injured if... I was if I didn't have some base right now. Yeah, I'm not saying you don't have any base. I'm just saying like you you so burned yourself down on that on that long one that like it 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 just it just was a giant flag for me to hear you say I'm thinking about pace. You were thinking about pace today at all? That's that's what we you know it took us 20 minutes to get there, but that's really where I, we and came I hear what you're it. saying. I needed today because I because the last couple of weeks weren't the ideal workouts I've wanted. Yeah, I wanted to get a good metric as to where I'm at now. Yeah. And I know that you think you should never look at pace. And if you end up, I'm not saying never accomplishing your goal on race day, it's just because you happen to be able to do that. I'm not saying it's luck. I'm not saying it's luck. Uh, I'm not saying it's luck but on race some day. Some of us need to know how close we are to our goals while we're running so that I know this is what this feels like. How far off is that from where I need to get to? Surely you don't believe it's a linear, directly linear progression. Oh, of course not. And that's okay. why I wanted to talk about where I'm at now. <laughs> And if it's even reasonable to think I could get to where I want to be. And your opinion is? Well, let me tell you, if I can, finally tell you about my run today. (laughs) (laughs) So 10 miles, the first two miles were... First two miles were a little slower. Six and a half. By mile two, I think my average pace was 8.20. 
821, something like that, after the first two miles. Mm -hmm. By the end of the 10-mile run, including those two miles, my average pace for that whole workout today, 10-mile run, was 736. Okay. Right? And if you, what I was doing right when you got here is I was pulling up my, I actually connected my watch, Mm -hmm. uploaded the data, and I looked at, okay, what was those, the last eight miles of that, Mm -hmm. knowing, because... You know, going from 8.22 at mile two down to 7.36 was pretty good. So what does that look like from those last eight miles where I was pretty good? And the average pace on those was 7.25. And it felt, uh, the, your perceived effort, like the, My the, perceived the effort you were putting effort, forth on that was? Um, on a scale of one to 10, 10 being... Like you are at an all out sprint, yeah. you can't Ten's maintain all out. it. Yeah. Um, and I guess just for another point of reference, like that kind of easy iron turtle pace that we've always called, like, you know, that yeah. low, like zone two, heart, like zone one, zone two heart mm-hmm. rate, like mm-hmm. super easy, like you can cruise for hours and hours. What really is roughly where your mar- marathon pace should be, maybe yeah. like maybe up to zone three sometimes. Um, I would call that maybe what a, three or four sure okay so then this would probably be like a seven six or seven for that pace so i will say this the effort i was putting in for those eight is definitely not sustainable for 26 Mm -hmm. right where i'm at now Mm -hmm. it's sustainable for eight to ten right okay um could i have kept going Sure, and especially if I had slowed a little bit, like I could have. My last mile mm-hmm. was a seven oh two pace. When did you decide to cut off the last two miles? Before at the beginning of yeah, the run. Yeah, you're like before. this is going to be I a just ten knew, miler. Yeah, because I looked at the time I had between when I was starting and when we were yeah. starting this podcast, and yeah. I'm like, could I do it with twelve? Sure, but that's going to add an extra layer of stress. Two miles isn't a big difference, so I'll do ten, and I'll just call it ten. So, but from the beginning, okay. I was doing ten. All right, so. That's the smartest thing I've heard you say about you coming back from that <laughs> crap ass run on Saturday. Yeah. Like I'm just going to take well, 20% off this long that, run. I would argue that doing my 30 minute bike ride yesterday was a smart move. Like, I'd agree. I didn't do a long thing. I didn't push myself too hard, but I got, I didn't just easy spin either. I activated my legs, but yeah. it was for a short enough time and mm-hmm. I didn't go super crazy with it mm-hmm. that it got me into a spot where I'd be a little bit better. Yeah. I should have eaten better. I should, I probably would have had an even better run from it. But if we look at the, so now that's the workout today, right? Yeah. yeah. No injury, no major issues. They actually, for a couple miles, uh, like after I turned, there was some significant wind for two. It was, technically, it was three miles of wind, but the last mile I actually was able to draft off these two people, <laughs> which it helps. It really does. Sure it does. Was, it was some tough wind for part of it. So you drafted the last two miles? No, just one. Just that last Because once I turn into right. the, the last two okay. miles, there's not usually much wind to get in the neighborhoods. So, okay. So now let's look at this as a metric. It is so, July. Sorry, you say yeah. it's a metric, and here's what I hear. You wanted to just prove to yourself that you hadn't lost ground. You no, just needed to no. know that. I just needed to know, not that I look, proved to myself anything. All I want to know is, where am I at now? So now I have a metric for me just means I just did a workout. I know how that felt. Mm-hmm. I know that was tough. Mm-hmm. It tells me a couple things. I'm not doing any miles on pace yet, right? It's not like a single mile was 645. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, my fastest mile was 702, so I'm still a little bit off of that for my fastest. Mm-hmm. I know that my that that eight mile run at 725 definitely not sustainable right now, mm-hmm. right? So what it actually tells me is that I still have a long ways to go to get where I need to be because mm-hmm. I need to get my pace down to at minimum 652, but ideally 645 for a 26-mile run. Yeah. So my pace isn't there and my distance at the pace I'm at isn't there yet. So a workout like that, what, it, what it's doing for me is it's allowing me to look, take a step back now and look at this workout and say, here's where I'm at. Here's how hard that was, how far it was, and all this stuff. I now, it's late July, mm-hmm. July 21st. July 21st. So we got, you know, call it a week left of July, a little over a week left of July. And then I have August, September, and what, a week or two of October? So the, yeah, the 12th. So yeah. So two weeks of October. So I basically, till race day, I have two months and three weeks, let's call it. 
Sure. And there's a taper in there and all that stuff. So that's not a ton of time, right? I'm not there yet, but mm-hmm. there is still time in here, right? This is the crunch time to some degree. Yeah. So I'm looking at that and I'm like, okay, those eight miles I did. Sure. Fast, slow, too, like unsustainable, whatever. I did eight miles yeah. at a 725. Mm-hmm. The distance I am in pace away from that 652 if you just look at those 10 miles, if I was able to run those, you know, you're looking at 33 seconds per mile faster just to get to that baseline of 652. Mm-hmm. So I'm 33 seconds off and, you know, on an eight mile run. So call it a third of a marathon roughly. Yeah. So I could do about a third of a marathon, 33 seconds off of the pace that I need minimum. Okay. That's like a metric I can look at and say, okay. I could put some numbers to it and say, is it realistic to say that in the next two, two and a half months, I can increase my pace by that much and increase the distance with that? And the conclusion you've come to is? The conclusion I've come to is I am less confident now than I was earlier in my training. I don't think it's impossible. I think it's going to be very tough and it's going to require a very specific level of focus and to some degree luck. I can't get sick. (laughs) I can't (laughs) injure myself Mm -hmm. and I need to be able to focus mentally on the thing that's going to make it make like allow me to get there. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the odds of me accomplishing that goal are lower now than they were two months ago when I still had more time. Okay. Um, I'd like to think that I would be in to me, at this point in training for me to feel like more confident I could hit that goal, I should be able to do a 10 mile run roughly on pace, mm-hmm. maybe a little bit slower, mm-hmm. but like I should without crazy effort, I should, to me, I should be able to do a 10 mile run at under seven minutes per mile. Okay. If I could do that now, I would have the confidence to say, okay, extend the time, or, you know, speed it up a little bit and increase the distance a little bit. And I'd get there. So how are you approaching the next three to four weeks? I'm just going to go as fast as I can every workout. That is the best plan you could come up with. Honestly, I think that like consist, I think it has to be not just one thing. It has to be a lot of things. I have to be smart, which means the diet side, it means pacing and all that stuff. Next weekend, I'm supposed to do a 20 miler. So I have to try to be consistent this week. And not too much to where I'm going to be fatigued going into my 20 miler. I have to, hopefully there's good weather and I need to treat that like a race where I'm eating properly before and and all that stuff. Um, I need to do the 20 miler and not worry about pace at all for it. Because a a big part of that is just getting that endurance built up. So the conditions in your last long run burned you down. Mm -hmm. Your long run this week was a planned cutback of 10, of 12 miles that you cut back to 10. 10. And you're... Next planned long run next weekend is 20 miles. Right. It's too much. Why? It's too much. Why? Because you haven't sustained consistently on a weekly basis X amount of volume. So you're spiking your long runs on the weekends and not That's having been my a plan s- from the beginning is every other week I would have a long run. It's too long. It's it, dude, it's too long. Why like why are you locked into that number? Why is it too long? Just because I just, I had I just one, explained it to you. Because I had one week that I missed some workouts? You had two weeks that you missed a workout, and your last long run was under brutal conditions that affected your but physiology that, that was, for a week. It, it, you dug was, yourself a grave going, I am not and going, laid in it for a week. If they are brutal conditions again, I will not do 20 miles. That I would like to think I've learned my lesson. If the weather is decent and it's not brutal conditions... I don't think there's a reason that I can't do that distance right now. You you believe you could do that distance, and but I also know you th- believe you could do that distance at at a certain pace. No, I just said this is not about pace at all. You would just run it. it. Just be you going just to get the it. distance in. The later twenty milers would mm-hmm. be more on pace, but the first two, like I think I have four twenty milers scheduled. Mm-hmm. The first two are just to get the distance in. Okay, dude, I I'm rooting for you, man. <laughs> I am 100% rooting for you. I really am. I really am. I just, I, you know. And don't get me wrong. I I hear what you're saying, too. And I agree with a lot of what you're saying. It's a matter of, for me, 
if I were to ignore, I have, I have a very ambitious goal right now. And I, and I think that there is a potential path to it. And I think it's going to be tough. It's a a narrow path. It's a narrow path. Let me ask you this. Forget next weekend. What do you got going tomorrow? What's tomorrow's workout? Tomorrow I'm scheduled to lift. You're going to lift? Yeah. What's, and then what's Uh, Tuesday? Tuesday then is a bike ride. For how long? Um, I typically just I don't do more than an hour. Okay, at just a easy pace, just just pedal. No, it's I don't go crazy tough, mm-hmm. but um, I usually do. I would call it a moderate to hard level where they go to extreme and insane use, or something. I like, use so zone three in it. It's usually it'll be it'll be a mix, so it'll be easy and then hard and then easy and then hard. But the hard is not super hard. It's not like any kind of bike riding I would do for Ironman training. It's more like. Um, it's kind of in the middle. Mm-hmm. So there's some pushes, but it's nothing uh, extreme. Would you say you're using the bike to help you build your strength and yeah. endurance for uh, mm-hmm. for your runs? It's, or is it's it just more, more about, recovery? It's more speed work. Yeah. Okay. So that's why I do have pushes. Good. But um, I, it's, like, it's more like fartlek, right? It's yeah. like push it and then easy and then push it and then easy. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, um, and that's why I, I don't do more than an hour. It's the idea of getting speed working without impact. Yeah. No, I, I, I like that idea. I like, I like even more the idea of, you know, a, a zone two for, I don't know, whatever. I'm going to make up some numbers based on you said an hour, 20 minutes. I, you know, I call it a high intensity Oreo. I like you get 20 minutes at the end at zone two, 20 minutes in the beginning and at the zone two the and work. then in middle yeah. is, you know, 30 seconds on 30 seconds up, but yeah. 30 seconds, like all out, like yeah, it's it's similar to that kind of stuff. And then a lot of time a lot of the work I've been doing will have like, you know, a 2 minute rest in there here yeah. and there like Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's that kind of stuff. Okay. Um, but it's not super extreme intense. It's medium to hard. Mm-hmm. That's how I would put it. Um, and then Wednesday is speed work outside on mm-hmm. or on a treadmill mm-hmm. for running. Um, so it's speed work on the bike and then speed work running. Uh, and then another just lifting day without um, I would invite you to look at your overall weekly run time and distance, just well, in terms of thing. volume, just this, to say and like... And we've talked about this a little bit, but my, I am not doing a lot of running volume in general. Mm-hmm. I'm doing three runs a week. That's it. And one of them and is... And one of them is a giant, a, short is run. a giant long one. Yeah. Okay, man. One's a long run. One is a speed workout. Mm-hmm. And then the other is before the long, the day before the long run as an activation run. Okay. So it's shorter. It's very easy pace okay. and it's nothing like, it's literally like a 30 minute, like or a four mile, just easy jog. I'm rooting for you, dude. I am rooting for you. I told you some of it's an experiment for me too. So, well with the experiment must come the, uh, must come the mental discipline of thinking of, of accepting that your hypothesis might be wrong. Yeah, and I think at the end of the day, from like I said, I think I mean you might that, be Albert Einstein, but you know, <laughs> not Albert Einstein, but you know, the idea to me is if I if I'm able to get that consistency there, be smart with my workouts, um, and then a big part of it for me is the diet outside. I had actually been getting a lot better with my diet outside of working out. Mm-hmm. Um, the last week wasn't great, but it has been better. Mm-hmm. So I've been. Not overeating as much. I've been eating like smarter and healthier kind of stuff. Timing, so part timing of it, your, to be timing totally your intake frank, a little bit better. I need to probably for part of this. Yeah, the timing and all that stuff. Um, like I said, this last week was a rough anomaly week. Mm-hmm. But um, a big part of it is I probably need to also, you know, part of it's getting faster, part of it's getting more endurance, and part of it I think is dropping some weight. You know. Yeah. So if if over the next two and a half months I can lose five to 10 pounds, I think that'll also help because, you know, definitely that, you know, the ways to get faster is strength and weight. Like those are two of the yeah. big things you can do. I mean, you talk I know about they say you can only really do one at a time, but like, I think that that's, you know, if you go sl- like, I think it's possible to get that down a little bit. I mean, you talked about Mike, that guy's lean and strong, man. Yeah. <laughs> hey, most of the fast runners don't have yeah. extra weight. They just yeah. don't. Yeah. And part of that is you're carrying extra weight for a longer period of time. It's more impact on your body. Your yep. muscles have to work harder. Yep. So part of the idea is it's like, you know, if I'm doing most of my training now and by race day, I'm a little lighter. It's almost like that idea of resistance training. Will you commit <laughs> 
to me and more importantly to yourself uh, that the 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 mental the mental focus the mental effort that you put into um, finishing that brutal eighteen miler that you will apply that to the consistency like when you come home and you're like I just don't I just don't feel like it like that's those are the moments where that strength where that mental focus that's where you need it like that's that's where i think you that's where i think you're going to gain and you know the huge. thing is for this season as a whole mm-hmm. i haven't done that almost at all yeah like really like the only times i've missed workouts before this mm-hmm. and i will this is not a, this is a generalization but for the most part the workouts i've missed before this have been because like there's something that i have to do that i just don't have time to get the workout in or or, you know, it's not like, oh, I just don't feel like it. It's more like, oh, I have to get home from work. And then there's this event I have to go to and X, Y, and Z. And now it's sure. 830 at night. And it's like, okay, well, that's going to be a little tougher for me to go and get an hour long run in and still somehow eat dinner. No, and, and don't misunderstand my, 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 uh, my, this is, uh, this is discipline born of love. Like I'm not suggesting that what you're doing is wrong. What I'm suggesting is like, yeah, if you're going to live the life in balance, absolutely. But then you have to adjust your expectations or you're setting sure. yourself up for just, you know, all kinds of excuses and anger and, and dismay and all the stuff that I get at the end of my Ironman. So you know, <laughs> I, I, I understand, you know, I, I understand. I just, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not judging your choices. I'm judging your expected result based on your choices. So just, you know, and it sounds like you kind of get there, but you're trying not to, you're trying not to let it slip away. And that's, that this is a good time of year to be that way. It is. And I think that, like I said, I think it's going to be a tough path to get there at this point. I'm less confident now than I was. Yeah. I still don't think it's impossible. I think that it's going to be tough. And I, but I think if I can get that discipline back and I can be smart about this stuff, I do think that I can get there. Mm-hmm. I've got to shave a little more than half a minute off my time, mm-hmm. and I've got to build in some more. Yeah, we've talked. With that. We've talked so about it. We we heard can it. Can yeah. that be done in two and a half months? I think it can. I think it's going to be tough. The the here are the things you got going for you. You have a fantastic base, right? You you know you're you're a multiple Ironman finisher. You've done sixteen marathons previously. You, so you're you know you, like you said, you're not building from zero, but I you know. I, I just I'm that so anyway we 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 beat yeah, this to it. death so uh, so anyway uh, I don't know I feel like that's a good a place to end as any unless you wanna you want me to I could share some of, of what's going on in my life and how well, I've had to adjust my it's gonna sound here's what's gonna happen though I'm happy to share what's going on with me but it's gonna sound like I'm uh, I'm totally copping out compared to you because <laughs> I haven't had nearly I was much more consistent over the last six weeks. Uh, seven weeks, uh, starting the beginning of June and through to, uh, just the last couple days. And, um, yeah. And then, uh, my wife found out, we found out, we knew she was talking to some people in Tempe. And so basically we're moving from Chicago to Tempe. And so for the last week, instead of doing my planned, uh, training, I've been packing, moving boxes so that we could get the painters to come in and paint half of the house and then everything that was on that half of the house is on the other half and so this past the first two days of the week I was moving everything from one side of the house and in the last two days I've been moving everything back to the house that's now almost partially 95% painted but then also up and down a three-story walk-up dude and you want to talk about like not being able to train like just like it was ridiculous it was absurd and the hard thing too is no matter how great a shape you're in when you start using your muscles in a different way. Yeah. Like if you're not used to lifting boxes and furniture all yeah. day, it doesn't matter that you've been running 60 miles a week or lifting weights every day. If you're using your back in a slightly different way, yeah. not only will you be sore, but that is an area you risk injury when you then go out for that workout. Exactly. Now you have a muscle that you're not used to activating that's been activated and now you twist the wrong way and you that's know it. you it's pull over. something. And yeah. that's, that's a huge you know, risk factor then, right? Absolutely. You should probably so just my, stop working out. So my, <laughs> well, I, I, I tell In you fact, what I have Do you want to go get a milkshake? I, we should <laughs> go, we should go get an Oreo, uh, Oreo chocolate Hershey's milkshake. I, uh, no, I did. I did. I couldn't run. I just couldn't. I'm like, this is, this is, uh, this is ridiculous. Now I did swim. I kept swimming, uh, on the planned swims that I had because I uh, hadn't given up. And then I did get in one bike, but it was, 
it was a 90 minute easy along the lake path thing. So, um, but I kept it real low because it has been 74 degree dew point, you know, so two days of up and down stairs in and out of a storage unit. I didn't realize I own that so many friggin' books, uh, posters off the walls, this, all of this, just, just a lot of, just a lot of nonsense. And, uh, so yeah, so everything had to take a step back. So, um, do we want to tease it or do you want me to say what my actual plan is for, uh, for my race plan for the rest of the, we got a couple minutes. All right. It depends on uh, if you want to just give a overview and we can pick it up next time. Here, here's the plan. It is equally, uh, ambitious and equally, um, ludicrous. Uh, as uh, as any as many as many of as if not all of my previous uh, goals, and it is that uh, we're gonna uh, we have to cut back the volume now. Try to maintain a base. Move to Tempe. Train, and what we're gonna register for probably by next week is Saint George Full. And when is that? That is in May, beginning of May. And do you have a goal for that race? I, I do, but I'm gonna. I'm going to say just completing that race in with a time that has a 10 on it is an adequate goal for that race. Hold on. I got to double check. And I what's your PR rate. as a full distance as of now? 11 hours 19 at Arizona, I think was my. I guess the PR. one benefit is you'll be, be that idea of training through the winter will be a little different down there, right? Oh, that's the, that. I cannot wait. The hills. The modest heat, and the dry I, heat, which no is a cliche. No giant piles of snow all over the place. No giant piles of snow. No, no. Although I guess you can train indoors there, but not having to train indoors. Are you going to have a pool? Oh, the pools, man. I've been looking at Scottsdale and Phoenix and these different clubs and ASU and I don't Are know. you going to have a pool at your house? Well, my understanding is that most people have pools at their house. They're just the smaller kidney-shaped pools, but the outdoor training pools are all big and outdoors and they have flags and they're glorious. So I am way happy about that. I'm an, I am going to be spoiled rotten after, uh, after there's gotta Chicago. be some like open water out there too, right? May 2nd is the date I believe. Yeah. There's a bunch of fantastic lakes. You got to kind of drive, you got to find your way into the mountains to, to get to them. But 20 and 20, the 2020 and 2023 Ironman St. George events will be designated as North American championships. Oh, it didn't announce the date. It's got to be May, May 3rd. So, yeah. And the reason why is because uh, one of my first uh, half Ironman was St. George. And, didn't uh, you do that more than once? I did. Yeah, I did the half twice. Brutal. Brutal. So, uh, But this isn't the same course, is it? It's not the same course, but it still goes through Snow Canyon, which is like an 8% grade over four-ish miles. And then a... a but the way they're putting it in the full is not the same way. At the, in the 70.3, you climbed Snow Canyon and then you flew into town in a, in a glorious 40-mile, 57, 63-mile-per-hour descent. But the way they're putting it is it's going to be about the back. It's going to be about two-thirds through the course. And then the rest of the course is mostly down, but not the same way, not descending the same aggressive uh, way that it does in the half. Uh, and then a lot of hills, hills, hills on the run. So... I'm leaning in. I'm not leaning in. I'm throwing myself into my weakness, which is running hills. Oh, I thought you meant your weakness as of St. George. Well, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever you want. Yeah. I mean, it is a weakness that I keep going back to that race. But the people in that town are fantastic. It's, 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 a, it's a Saturday race, which I think because God, whatever, the Mormons there, I think, wanted on Saturday. But uh, yeah. It's a it's a fantastic venue. The people are super nice. I caught one, my second where, where time is there. Is it is it is it near Salt Lake? It's no no no. It's much. It's uh, it's south. It's an hour. Uh, it's two hours outside of Vegas. So oh. you fly into Vegas and then you drive through. But uh, it's like Mormon area. Well, yeah, Utah in general, but um, a harsh and inhospitable place, I believe. Uh, Joseph the I can't think of his last name. One of the Mormon guys. Uh, that's what he dubbed it. But. Uh, because they said that in the marketing video. Uh, <laughs> that's how that's how impressionable I am. I, <laughs> um, I recommend it. I, I, the, the second time I raced, the first time I raced, I, you know, I was exhausted, and laid down, and people were genuinely concerned for my health. The second time, it was rainy and cold and terrible, and a cop was like, "Hey, man, you need to sit down here, sit in my car," which upset my wife because she didn't know uh, where the heck I was because I wasn't at the designated spot because my electrolytes were so low because I had wandered off, but. Anyway, 
so yeah, so that's the plan. I'm, uh, I'm, I have to step back. I have to reassess. And now I'm, uh, I've created an equally unreasonable goal, a 10 hour sub 11, uh, Ironman for myself, which I've never done. So on a hilly course on a, on an arguably one of the most challenging course, a course that was so challenging when they originally had it at full, they cut it to a half because people would DNF it. So a lot of changes, but a lot of exciting opportunities. So, okay. Well, we'll yeah. follow up more on that uh, later. I mean, we did talk about the most important person in the room, after all, most of the time. So, Yeah, obviously. I mean, we could have kept talking about me. We should have. I wanted to let you feel like you were part of this, too. Right, yes. <laughs> um, yeah, we got to figure out some tech stuff, man, if we're going to continue with this. Yeah. Are we? To, we'll figure it out. No, you're not going to go on record as... Uh... To be continued. Okay, all right. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Well, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to yeah. all of Adam's things that dis- he disagrees with Greg on. <laughs> That's that. Yeah. Maybe we'll think of that as a title. <laughs> all right. Thanks for listening and we'll catch you next time. Thanks. Thank you. If you want to hear some great advice from pro athletes, please go find a decent podcast. If you'd like to continue to hear from two talentless age groupers talking about what they love, please subscribe or visit us at weareagpodcast.com. To find out more about my coaching approach and training philosophy, visit goodguidanceptc.com or email me at coachgreg at goodguidanceptc.com for more information about personal training or coaching. Thanks for listening. We are AG. AG.